Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Aw, snap. What's up? The rains have returned and we're back with Metal Shop's Backstage Pass number 67. Dude, last week you announced that summer was over. It is just a rotting corpse getting corpse right now by the Northwest. Corpse corpse <laughs> by the northwest i like how everyone was out ready to watch some wonderful musicians at bumbershoot nope. with their uh you know shorts and their nice summer dresses <laughs> better bring your bumper shoot just destroyed but you know that's just what good it, that's what happens in the northwest it's Dickless. metal shop backstage pass what's up i'm ian that's kevin ryan the beard is here yo yo and mr tim Timsa, Tim Dog, T Dog. It's me and Evan Williams over here. Oh, that's who. I, that's who your guest is. If you ever listen to the show and you're like, "Who is this guy?" They're always referring to that listens to the show. Like we always pretend that he's the only listener. That this is him. So now we have no listeners. I found out my mom <laughs> listens now. Oh, what's up, mom? Yeah, I was like, sorry for the bad words. She texted I back. I didn't say skull. F- <laughs> she texted back. She said, "I'm a big girl. It's okay. I can handle it." <laughs> so let's see if we can up the ante this week. Do it. Ryan, do you have a swear word for us? No. Um, What's your favorite swear word, Ryan? I, I don't have one, He's man. He's clean. He's I'm, pure. I'm clean. He's pure of soul and heart. I'm, Get I'm, this. In third grade, me and my friend uh, wrote, like, uh, we, we, we took out a bunch of uh, pages from a book, and we rewrote the dictionary of swear words that we knew, <laughs> and we got caught from a teacher because we were writing, like, ass and boob. What about and, uh, butt-fucking-nugget? No, we didn't know that one yet. Okay. We got in trouble for that, and also in the uh, baseball f- diamond, we <laughs> wrote the word sex in the in the. Oh, uh, my God. In the sand. We wrote the word sex really huge. The scandal. Yep. We wrote sex, and we made a dictionary of swear words. That was, hard, oh, that was hardcore, man. Wow. I still can't even draw a penis very well, <laughs> let alone spell sex. And you get to look at one every day. Yeah. I think. It's chapped. Along with that bad weather that's going around, you know. Yeah. It's rough, man. It's rough out there. Mm. I want to shout out every f***ing driver in the Northwest for being a f***ing idiot as soon as the rain starts. And we all know it's the case. We all f***ing bitch about it. So who's responsible for it? Somebody's f***ing responsible for it. Oh, the weather or the bad driving? Both. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> Tim, you just did, someone just Facebooked you. Oh, where is this going? Nowhere. You just uh, derailed the entire conversation. Sorry, keep it going. So, uh, yeah, just want to shout that out this week. Uh, shout out to my toilet in my basement, which is flooding. That's uh, f***ing awesome. Uh, Pretty sweet. So, thanks for that. Also, rain. Thank you, rain gods, for bringing that to my uh, to my reality. What about you guys? What have you guys been up to this week? Ryan? Um, I peed out my butt all week. What bad? Like intentionally? No, food poisoning. Yeah, intentionally. Man. <laughs> food poisoning followed by the flu. It was, it was bad. I uh, pretty much lived in my bathroom for. Did you about set up like a little straight. bed in the corner? 
Yeah, I, I, I dragged a pillow in there. and Good thing you weren't in Ian's bathroom. Yeah, no kidding. Man, it would have been bad. Maybe it was. I, maybe it's your fault. It looked like Ian's basement. I'm sure it looked like Ian's bathroom. <laughs> it, See, it, it was, this it cup runneth over. The water coming from under, it was coming from underneath the toilet, first of all, and it was clean, thankfully. What did you eat? Did you get to pinpoint it down to where it came from? I, I haven't figured it out. I have no idea. Were you like wasted and ate something weird, or did you like eat a bad can of tuna? Or? No, I, I couldn't eat. I couldn't even couldn't even guess. I ate the same normal stuff that I normally eat. Which I mean, granted, mm, yeah. I don't necessarily eat the best. <laughs> it was the lunchable. <laughs> The final Lunchable that made you spew. You ever spewed, like puked, while sh at the same time? It's fucking violent. My pants were on, and though, horrifying. And it, horrifying. <laughs> I did that in college after some pizza from Rudy's in Bellingham. Yeah, because Kevin. you have to you have to decide which end goes in the bowl. See, I... Oh, it was terrible. I, I was sitting on the toilet and into the bathtub. <laughs> Twice I experienced this over the last wait, week. Wait, what? no, sitting on the toilet and puking into the bathtub. I was going to say, My that's bad. some acrobatic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to think about what, what that the was. F Anyways, no, yeah. You'd I was, be like tub girl. I was hey, puking at the same time. You have a very athletic butthole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mom, are you liking this podcast yet? <laughs> More like goatsy. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, as usual, we are all dirty bastards. Good well, times. ODB. What about you, Tim? What did you do this week? Uh, I did some drugs and then, uh, yep. uh, you know, just try to prevent smells from my place. Uh, got the charcoal filter installed. I've been smoking oh, pot inside my house. There? Yeah. Oh, it's got... great. It's gravy train with biscuit wheels. <laughs> so we for have... those who don't know, Tim's landlord slash neighbors are real like, uh, hell on wheels. She's a bulldog. She's hard to deal with. And she's not a fan of the, uh, and the marijuana odor. I don't know why I just didn't put this charcoal fan in instantly. Like, you can see just, it's like, you can throw a tissue up It'll in the suck, air, and yeah. it sucks the fucking tissue from the middle just of the road. Whoop. Middle of the road? Where am I? Have middle you of the sky. So I've been, so I've been <clears throat> basically just uh, enjoying that and smoking weed and scratching myself and uh, Have you stuck your playing hand? some Metal Gear Solid 5. Nice. Which is confusing oh. the balls out of me. Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on with that video game. And video games in general, every time I play video games, I just hate myself. I remember you said something about that. Good yeah. lord. I, it's like, man. Hey, you want to come over and play some NFL Blitz? Absolutely. Kevin always invi invites me over. I finally gave my 64. Dude, I'll beat the and I, out of both of you. I never leave West Seattle. I feel uncomfortable every time I leave West Seattle. I feel uncomfortable right now. Tim? I'm out of my comfort zone. We were just talking about how I can't even drive three blocks down the street to QFC because it makes me, like, homicidal. You guys are crazy, man. You guys are, like, homebody agoraphobic. We should be in West Seattle, though, where people <laughs> leave us alone. The Thriftway is so close that I can walk there and buy groceries, but I have to buy so many groceries that I'd have to, like, push a cart home, so I don't want to be that guy. You're be that guy. So I drive oh. the extra three miles to the QFC <laughs> just so I know I can, like, you know, pull the groceries out of my car afterwards because yeah. I'm, like, in this weird middle zone. It's so close, but it's almost too close. Yeah, it's very close. That's weird. Tim, <laughs> earlier this week you mentioned that you're trying to ignore the fact that football even exists. I don't even understand that because the past week you've been talking about how you've been doing fantasy drafts all the time. Yeah. And then I text you and I'm like, hey, are you watching the Seahawks game? And you're like, nah, man, I'm trying to ignore that football even exists. Are you getting inundated with people talking to you about football? You're just trying to like say, f*** it, I'm done, I, I'm shutting down? I'm on the phone 24 hours a day. Everyone just wants to talk to me, opinions, this and that. Oh. And I'm like, Pre it's a preseason. You know, it's like watching guys work out and practice. 
The Seahawks, though, <laughs> it's like you know what I mean. Like I, you know, yeah, I feel you. I, well, you know, I mean, I I got better stuff to do, which really I don't <clears> because I end up like not doing anything in the meantime. This, so I might as well just watch the preseason game. But yeah, football season. <sighs> Can we just get to the Super Bowl already? We already know the Seahawks are going deep into the f- deep into the playoffs this year. Obviously, they did just release their roster today. Their full fifty-three man. Is, is Freddie roster. Jackson on the on the roster? Fred I Jackson from Buffalo, the Fred, Bruiser. Well, yeah, they just Marshawn signed, Lynch is. They signed him to a one-year contract. Oh, yeah, that's all we need. Just one. One with him. One with Marshawn. But they released. In, uh, you're uh, my inspiration. I registered to vote, so I can vote for Donald Trump too, Ian. <laughs> this just in. Tim's barred from the podcast. Speaking <laughs> of Donald, we'll be talking about Donald Trump a bit later. <laughs> we got some information about him and All right. as it pertains to us. Uh, let's talk some metal news. The first thing we're going to talk about is uh, a kind of a sad story, but the ongoing deterioration of the health of Mr. Lemmy Kilmeister of Motorhead. Uh, more, more shows were canceled uh, this week by Motorhead after his Salt Lake City uh, four-song performance. And uh, it says they've canceled their Dallas and Houston shows. Uh, it says Saxon will still be playing. They were the ones going on tour with them. That's got to be rough. I mean, they just put out a new record. Uh, they're obviously hitting the tour circuit yeah. for the new record. I wonder how. I wonder if next week we're going to come back and say they canceled the tour. I don't know, man. After two shows, they did the Salt Lake City show where that happened in four songs, and then they went down to Austin and tried to continue on with the tour. Nope. Three songs into it, he ended it and said, I just can't, can't do it right now. Couldn't catch his breath. Off the stage, so I don't know. <clears throat> I think he just needs to take a break. Lemmy, calm down. Yeah, well, but if it's mental and like if if he's you know deteriorating mentally, it's like that's just sad days. You know what I mean? It's and then we're watching it, you know, pan out that way. Oof. I don't think it's mental. I think it's all physical, man. I think it's a little bit. I think of he's just breaking both. down, dude. But yeah, his but he wants to do it. His body just can't carry on. Well, <laughs> Lemmy, we love you. It was awesome when we got to meet you. I want to meet you again. I want to party with you. Let's drink some vodka. And yeah, come on, Lemmy, man. Stick in there. Uh, this week, Slayer premiered a brand new song called You Against You. <laughs> comes off their new record called Repentless. Ian doesn't really like it very much. Hey, I don't think Ryan likes it very much. It's out on Nuclear Blast on their new record, Repentless, uh, coming out September 11th. It okay, rips. listen to the... <laughs> listen to the... Is it? Why are the hi-hat hits in this the way they are? Lars can't drum. Slayer can't drum. <laughs> you're on the wrong, you're on the up note, not the fucking down note. I mean, now it sounds like Slayer, but that I. The, oh, inst- back, the second I heard that, I was like, I can't listen to this anymore. What the fuck was that? That was weird. <laughs> I think that was a skip or something. It sounds like a skip. The vocal skip beat. That's what I'm talking about. They wouldn't want it any other way, Ian. It's confusing to make you uncomfortable. Oh, here comes a Carrie King solo. That's not Hanneman? No. Too soon. I'm sorry, I can't listen to that. All Cut right, it. that's New Slayer. Cut it. They did just shoot that music video in the prison, though. The women's prison? I'd play it, but this is radio, not TV. Okay, so Taylor Swift has a music video with all these celebrities, like, you know, appearing in it, and then, like, Slayer has a music video with all these celebrities appearing in it. What? It's music videos. 
At least they're still making a video and not just doing a fucking lyric video, which is what most bands are doing now. Lyric videos are so hot right now. They are hot right now God. with all the kids. Next news story. Go. All right. Black Sabbath has uh, announced their tour, their final tour, the end tour. It's going to be coming to the allegedly. Tacoma Dome. Yeah, the, allegedly their final tour. And it's going to be coming to, to the Tacoma Dome on February 6th. Going to be a huge show. Going to be a Saturday. So Ian and I think it's are going to have to attend. Of the end. It started nearly five decades ago with a crack of thunder. Is this put on by 107.7? And then that Sounds monstrous like riff that shook the earth. The heaviest rock sound ever heard. In that moment, heavy metal was born. Created by a young band from Birmingham, England, barely out of their teens. Now, it ends. The final tour by the greatest metal band of all time. Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Iommi, and Geezer Butler close the final <laughs> chapter in the final You're missing volume. someone. Oh, yeah, were they a trio? Where is Bill Ward? Where is Bill Ward? The end begins on January 2016, and it promises to surpass all previous tours with their most mesmerizing production Who ever. is this guy? When this tour uh, concludes... Ozzy needed an extra hundred grand to put that other musician the in there. End of one of the most legendary bands in rock and roll history. Uh, February 6th at the Tacoma Dome. Black Sabbath. Can you guys give me free tickets? Free tickets? <laughs> no! <laughs> Probably not. It's going to be hard enough for us to get free tickets. Hell to oh, it'll be hard no. enough if there's free tickets involved, Ian. Oh. It'll be hard enough. Uh, okay. We'll keep that in mind. Check, check. Hello? Hello? Uh, let's. Uh, Anthrax just put out a new studio update. I'm not going to play it right now because it's almost four minutes long. But it's coming out early 2016, the follow-up to Worship Music. Maybe we let's, let's just put it at the end of the podcast. Let's do it. Cool. Nah. All right, never mind. Tim, you are the listener. What do you think? Uh, Keith Richards is not a fan of Metallica and Black Sabbath. He thought they were great jokes. Oh, he loves Megadeth, though, right? He said it sounds like a dull thud to me for most bands getting the syncopation. Syncopation is beyond them. It's endless sh- thudding away <laughs> with no bounce, no lift, Kinda no like syncopation. Keith Richards got the six times hot dog neck, and the thing is, he... <laughs> He can't even write a song better than the Beatles the whole time. You know what I mean? The Beatles are obviously the far superior band. Ryan, you agree, obviously. <clears throat> well, the Rolling Stones Stone haven't put Shannon. out they haven't put out anything good in thirty fucking years. Neither of the Beatles, unfortunately. Yeah. What hey, get oh, on it, guys. Yeah, get on it. <laughs> Somebody do something. Jesus. <laughs> but you know that it I don't know. Rolling Stones, I think they're badass, I'm not gonna lie. Back in the day, obviously. But him when just we were throwing not alive. The, Throwing shade to Metallica, Black Sabbath. I and he mean, was dancing around with David Bowie. You guys, you guys like hate on me about Load, and then you know he's dancing around. With da- oh, sorry. everyone knows Reload is better than Load. Millions are in love with Metallica and Black Sabbath. Richard says, "I just thought they were great jokes." Why are you still alive? Is that why you guys brought me on here? It's a, it's kind of uh, it's kind of a miracle that he is alive. Actually, I've he's done so many drugs. Hasn't Somebody he, should hasn't give he him died like five or six times. They've I had to know. bring him back. You know those got to be fake teeth. You know that guy's like sacrificing that's virgins. A, those are great veneers, though. That's a great cap job on that. Look at that. He's got contacts. He's got Botox in all the right areas. It's just the that six times chin he has right there. Yeah, it's like a seven or eight chin. And he, the sad part is he's It's playing, like a turkey jowl. Good. Jowl. Bingo wing right there on his neck. <laughs> 
right. Uh, it's Next the bonus Dana for it's his the, hair. It's the Baker's Dozen. All right. uh, Sacramento, California's Scream Park announced that they're teaming up with Slipknot this year to do a Slipknot-themed haunted house. Not just one, not two. Three houses. Hmm. Are they really haunted? I hope so. By Slipknot. So I don't know if they're actually... I wonder if any of those dudes are going to be... Of course they're not going to be fucking there working. The one dude well, with a wig on with a baseball bat banging but, on a keg. They're going to go, hey, put our name on that and let's get some money. Sean the Clown, he is uh, very hands-on about it, though. He's actually crafting a lot of the, the rides and a lot of the uh, attractions. It, it says so. one of the houses is uh, you're, you're stuck in a serial killer's home with only a flashlight. <clears throat> <sighs> that sounds awful. Is this real life? I would be down, but... I, I actually would, get very frightened at, see, at thing, uh when I get scared houses. I get violent. Like that's my natural reaction, you Edge know. I don't like freak out and break down. Like I'll fucking shoot you in the face. Or like I'll you know, I'll put you in a fucking oh, choke pole. It's not at your house. You actually have to show up and give them money to go in there. I know, but like if somebody jumped out at me, leave I would just at home, I would guy. reflexively just punch him in the face. Like I I can't go into places like that cuz it's just like ah blah, you know? <laughs> they had to sign a waiver, you had to sign a waiver. Next story. <laughs> Donald Trump, next story. Believe me. Uh, Hate Eternal. <laughs> I'm far more violent than you will ever be. Hate Eternal is going to be coming to town uh, November 11th at Studio 7. Hate Eternal just put out a new record, or, yeah, they just put out a new record on Seasons of Mist, and they're going to be coming through, get this package, Misery Index, get Beyond Creation, and Rivers of Nile. Or Neil, or whatever, the, however the Rivers of Neil, Rivers of Hate Eternal Misery Index Beyond Creation, Rivers of Neil. Neil's my middle name. <laughs> my middle name's Neil. Rivers of Neil. Again, November 11th. I like like, it. It's gonna be a full U.S. But uh, Hate Eternal's always awesome to see live. I'm Eric Rutan is index, sick. Man. Misery Index is awesome too. Be Beyond Creation cool. is sick as hell. Um, October 15th, Black Dahlia Murder coming back with Iron Reagan at El Corazon with Maruta. And Iron Reagan just released a new beer called the Belgian Black Trapel, and it's made with fucking jelly beans. Huh. Go figure. That makes me want some snacks. It says Iron Reagan's Tony Foresta sums it up best. It has fucking jelly beans in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Maybe Fair they enough. wanted something that would really make you puke quick. It says the jelly beans were added to enhance the insanity, while at the same time keeping with the essence of the band's name. I wonder what flavor. Like the booger flavor from... Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> uh, Check out this booger beer. Booger beer. Uh, another band that has produced beer, Iron Maiden. Their vocalist, Bruce Dickinson, is uh, saying that he doesn't pay attention to Twitter. Do you like that segue, guys, real quick? Do you like that segue? It was it was, it was a 6 out of 10. Nice. Mm. All right. Oh, f*** you. Uh, that 60, a D? Come on. F*** it. Uh, so <coughs> Bruce Dickinson is saying that he doesn't even pay attention to Twitter at all. Uh, this is his quote. I understand that in this day and age, everybody has to have a big social media presence. You have to look after your social media. Okay, that's great. We got a big, great team, and they look after the social media. I just completely ignore it. As if I live in another world, devoid of Twitter, devoid of Facebook, devoid of all the bullshit that gets talked about by all these people. I just live in my own little head world. That's what makes the records. So I have no idea what's going on on Twitter, and I couldn't care less. Um, More power to you, Bruce. Uh, well, you know, Twitter Twitter's a great way to find new porn stars. Facebook's a great way to keep in touch with your out-of-state relatives. Instagram is a great way to just show off things that you think you're proud oh, of. Like your balls. And then, yeah. Well, that's Snapchat. Well, Snapchat. Snapchat's where you show your balls off. I, I like this. I like that Bruce Dickinson's just kind of 
you know, going off in his own little world and ignoring all the rest of the noise around it. It's obviously working for him. For other people, not so much because they kind of lose touch with reality. But the guy seems to be a really well-grounded dude, and he's got all these other things going on in his world that... Yeah, like uh, going down on chicks with HPV. Is that is that is that a fucked up well, segue? Hey, that that's the like the next story. Eighty percent of the time you go down. No, where where are you going with Here's this? Here's what I'm going with this. Bruce Dickinson got his tongue cancer from HPV. Hey, don't really? go don't go blaming. Stop. No, no. Stop. I want to hear. I want to hear the rest of this. Where where do you? Go? I'm okay. So he went mm-hmm. on the OP radio show mm-hmm. for twenty minutes and explained uh, how and you know he explained his entire cancer process because now he's okay he's doing fine Mm -hmm. so he said that he he and i'll just read the quote i actually diagnosed myself with exactly what it was six weeks before i went to the doctor i ignored what i thought i had or what i thought i possibly might have because i was still finishing the new album i thought i'll get the album done and i'll go see the doctor i had a lump in the side of my neck kind of like when you get a cold he said the interesting thing is that there's an epidemic in tongue and throat cancers in guys over 40 there's a 500 percent increase in this particular type of tumor it's the human papillom. Let me see if I can say this right. Human papilloma virus, papilloma virus tumor. So it's the same cervical cancer. It's the same virus that causes it. It's the same diagnosis, but in guys there are no symptoms. So the first thing you figure out is you get a lump in the side of your neck usually, and that's usually a secondary tumor. So you go onto the doc and you say, "I think I've got tons- tonsillitis," and the doc says, "Ah, no, you don't. Oops, who knew?" And since I've had the treatment, I've met probably half a dozen guys my age or younger non-smoking, not abusing themselves, or anything like that, who all have this cancer. So really, it is a men's health issue. I'm going to go on because I I think this is kind of important. Mm -hmm. In actual fact, the thing about the HPV virus is that people don't know a great deal about it. Yes, of course, it can be transmitted sexually and things like that. But for example, I don't mean to be flippant or anything, but you could expect, therefore, that lesbians would have an equally high incident of it. No, their incidence is actually 25% less than men. It seems to be something that affects a certain number of men. So HPV is a virus in the body. I mean, there's 150-something strains of it. Only a couple, really, that way more than that that you should be interested in. And most of humanity has been exposed to it. 80% of all of us, all of humanity, has been exposed to an HPV virus, and we get rid of it. It comes, it goes, it comes, it goes. But for some reason, and nobody knows why, in blokes, guys over 40, it can persist. And if it persists, and when it does, it's little, it's a cunning little beast. There's no test for it until you actually get a, the only test is doing a biopsy, and even then the virus is not present. It's the remains of the virus that it leaves behind a little pres, it leaves behind a little present that starts off, it leaves a little genetic code in there to start the thing, start off the cancer. But it also goes into the cell and switches off a gene called the TP53 gene, which is protective. It's basically the cell's self-destruct mechanism. So yeah. It goes in, he goes on for quite some time, but basically he said that it was a stage three tumor and his doctor said, don't worry about the staging because I'd rather have stage three of your cancer than stage one lung cancer. So it's a, it's a pretty common thing. Huh. And he had a tumor the size of a golf ball on the back of his throat. So my question is, like, at what point do you let it get to the size of a golf ball where you're like, hey, I think I got a problem. <laughs> you know? I don't know. But it's the kind of thing where it's, uh, he says, I've met so many guys, the whole sort, you imagine that, that it's this. The thought of all these guys going down on thousands of multiple sex partners. No. These are ordinary, ordinary guys. Are you <laughs> saying you're going to eat less box? Is that your New Year's re- resolution, Ian? Uh, YOLO? No. <laughs> That's like the reverse YOLO. 
Yeah, well, you only yopo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You only eat one <laughs> for the year. <laughs> That's your resolution. <laughs> This week, uh, we posted on Blabbermouth, or Blabbermouth posted on this week, that uh, we did the Brandy Bly interview uh, for Pain in the Grass, and it got a storm of feedback from Donald Trump lovers. Uh, in the interview, Randy Blythe says, F*** that dude, F*** Donald Trump, he doesn't understand what the common man goes through, blah, 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 you know, pretty, pretty much just blasting Donald Trump. And there was like 303 comments on Blabbermouth talking about... So far. F*** you, Randy. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know how to talk about politics. Tim, as a Donald Trump supporter, how do you feel about that? Hey, Donald can produce more metal than a 69 Charger. Believe me. If he had to make metal all day, he would be producing metal. I, I have don't know. no idea what you're talking about. I don't either. <laughs> uh, I don't think Trump does either. The scary, does. like the scary thing, is how overwhelmingly pro-Trump all of these like I just like how comments like, turn it on everything and how fucking either him or Bernie, were. right? You know what I mean? I'm trying to be serious though, for real, because me? this fucking terrifying me. Like this guy is like, and I know everyone's like, I don't pay attention to KISW for politics. We had nothing. All I the wait only, Donald Trump talks about the only fucking thing that I said to Randy Bly was. Well, Donald Trump is number one in the polls, and put the fucking mic in his face, and he went off on he went off on a tangent. He goes, and I leaned over and said, "Are we live?" She said, "No," and he starts going, F "That guy, F this, F that, blah blah blah." We had nothing to do with that, but I will assert my political opinion right now because I think it's fucking insane. Do it. Do it. The uh, he got asked by a a, a conservative fucking radio host this week if he knew the difference between three of the major Middle Eastern leaders, mm -hmm. the leaders of uh, Al-Qaeda and Hamas, and he didn't know any of them, and he started getting pissed at the guy for telling, asking him gotcha questions. So anytime someone's like, hey, do you know anything about the state of anything? He goes, oh, you can't ask me that. You're being disrespectful. How dare you ask me such and such? Trust me. By no, the time Trump I get there, I'll that. have people that'll tell me I'm a delegator. I'm, a, I'm in charge of the business. I don't have to be involved. Shut Shut the f*** up. Get out of the political spectrum. It's driving me insane. And the thing is, he's going to be the Republican nominee. I guarantee it. Yeah, well, of course he is. Anyway, it's f***ing insane that that's even a possibility. And it takes me back to, like, the movie Idiocracy. And, like, it's just, this is 10 times, 10,000 times worse than us electing George Bush. Because at least he is a f***ing politician. Kind of. Or so whatever. Hey, just throw your Hillary flag up there, big guy. Uh, Do it. No. No. Yeah. That's not even what I'm talking about. Tim, I shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> Next. Next uh, story. Next story. So I got the pleasure of seeing Sorry. Nita Strauss performing with Alice Cooper, I think it was last summer or last November. She's fucking awesome. And uh, she just did this. She kind of got quote unquote punked, but in a cool way. Uh, her guitar hero is Jason Becker. Uh, Jason Becker, of course, was um, diagnosed with ALS when at the age of 20 when he was playing with the David Lee Roth band. Jason Becker badass on guitar and uh through kind of a interesting way of uh, filming her doing like this like guitar read through like informational video she was tricked into playing in front of jason becker so thought it was kind of cool her boyfriend basically led her into this room thinking that you're doing a tryout for a new guitar app or something like that like if you nail this you're gonna be the face of this app little did she realize that yeah like on the other side of the curtain or whatever 
she was playing Perpetual Burn, Jason Becker's song, for him, in front of him. That's so awesome. It's pretty crazy. Jordy Nelson tours ALS. He'll be back next year. Fantasy football. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. It's okay. <laughs> you guys ever heard of Artist Series Guitars? Nope. I have never heard of them. No idea, man. ASG? Um, well, they're doing something right because they're issuing out a limited edition electric Exodus guitar. It's the Blood In, Blood Out guitar, their latest record. Uh, it says it's not an ornament, it's a real instrument with a bitchin' ass artwork on it. So, I mean, that's the question. All these artwork guitars, like Megadeth did one, I think Slayer's done one. I definitely Kara King, I know he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did the Hanneman Heineken guitar. Uh, are any of them yeah. ever, like, playable like or worth playing? Or is it just one of those things that you, like, hopefully get autographed by the band, put it up on the wall? I mean, personally, I've never found really highly painted guitars all that appealing. Ex- except for, like, the old school 80s dip finishes. I'm a... A big sucker for stuff like that, but yeah, I, I like guitars that look like wood, you know, right? Like natural looking guitar, either that or just like one solid color. Mm. It's just a little. It's like wearing a flame T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Or something like that. You don't want to be that guy. Or like the guy that bleaches like one corner of his hair. Like the little nubbins right in the front. Like the guy from Good Charlotte. (laughs) You know what I mean? I know you know what I mean. Good haircut. All of them. I got star <laughs> tattoos like the guy from Crazy Town. Do come, they, my lady. Come, my pretty baby. When you're standing in a meadow, do they like lift up off your body and fly around? <laughs> do you mean only Shifty Shell Shock? <laughs> only reason I wear t-shirts. The homeboy Shifty Shell Shock. Shifty Shell Shock. <laughs> the names of new metal. Uh, so Children of Bodom keyboardist is super fucking badass. He plays with the keyboard while drinking beers on stage and it's really cool he has like a beer in one hand and then he's playing the keyboard with the other he's like yeah i'm the yeah he, he, b- he bites the beer he really like is he'll, he'll bite the solo cup yeah hold it in his mouth and go play with two hands double and then, do and that's then, badass yeah. yeah so in a shocking turn of events he had, he releases the f- insane knowledge that there's no money in spotify who would have thought question do you see revenue from streaming services such as spotify answer no 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 there's no money at all in Spotify. No, it's shit. Do you like your songs being on Spotify? If it was up for me, personally, I would not put it on Spotify. I don't even use Spotify. I don't have an account. I don't I just dislike it due to the fact I know that artists aren't getting the artists are not getting nothing out of it. No money in Spotify, eh? Yep. Wouldn't see that coming. Who would have thought? I, I have a Spotify premium account, and I gotta say I love it. But is I'm it also wor- not a musician who's in a band well, that needs to make money. Do you is it worth it to you as like a music consumer? Absolutely. I make uh, playlists. I have it on the go. I have it anywhere. I have it linked up to any of the computers here in the radio station. I have it linked up to my phone and my computer at home, and how it's much, pretty chill. How much are you paying a month? Ten bucks. And I have access to pretty much any artist I want to hear. All the time. All the time. And you can- And they have pre-made down, playlists. Download it? I mean, like, you have access to it when you're not online, right? Is yeah. the idea. Yeah, you can download it, and then you right. have access to That's it. That's what they tell you. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I was also just talking to a, another local band recently that said, because uh, I was trying to listen to their stuff through Bandcamp, and I said that, you know, I can't listen to it anymore because they told me that they want me to pay you. Mm-hmm. And I would love to do that, but I need, honestly, it, I was listening to it so I could learn the songs on guitar and pl- be in the fucking band. Yeah. And they were like, just listen to it on Spotify, because if you listen to it on there, it makes the account free for us, mm-hmm. and it keeps our account active. Hmm. 
So if you're a local band and you can <laughs> encourage people to listen to you on Spotify, it keeps your account active and free. But if you're a band like, you know, it, Children of Bodom, they're going, yo, we've been around since 1997. Where's Before Napster, any yeah, like you guys are capitalizing on our music. Yeah, where's the fucking money, Keith? Well, I want to know where the money's going if it's not going if none of it's going to the band. It's going to Spotify employees and CEOs, just like where all of the other money is going, man. So, Spotify. But then, like, a necessary evil. Yeah, if you go against it, you know that you're just kind of alienating a f- bunch of fans that are gonna. Just listen to music through Spotify. So either way, or through something else, just kind of a weird situation. So you kind of just have to go with it, embrace it, and embrace change. Maybe. Yeah, but the trajectory is that nobody will make any money off of selling the records that they created. Records are just business cards. You got to sell the tickets. T-shirts and tickets are where you make the money if you're an artist. CDs, <laughs> albums, vinyl. I mean, you know, I, I'd say metal fans more so than others. It's like Merch. Randy said when we were talking to him. They were like number three on the Billboard charts. And he was saying that's a byproduct of metal fans still buying things. Yeah, metal fans are <laughs> That's the, what put us where they were, you know. Are the most supportive of all the genres. What's wrong with you, Ryan? You got lung cancer or something over there? Yep, still dying. Jesus. But at the same time, you know. A lot of people just download illegally. All right. It's about that time in the Metal Shop Backstage Pass podcast where we really intentionally go out of our way to offend everyone on the planet. So (laughs) during Brutal Poetry, Too Hot for Radio, Kevin's going to be reading Cenotaph, Mutilated Genitalia in Lack of Resurrection Under Effective Punch. (laughs) Off the record, Puked genital purulency. Kevin, take it away. (sighs) Pre-sodomized, post-massacized, internal gathering of full gore grind. Dehumized gore by his own existence always concentrates on genital aspect of a human body. Or even an animal. But always female. Pull the galvanized, drawn, corroded, riveted steel pipe out from where excremented blood and cellular liquids come. And pull it. Minor cut just below her <laughs> Spreading out her vaginal must penis muscles. Ugh. Minced and bored into sperm canal by a fur manic depressive and used as an encapsulated fresh meat of anal butcher. <laughs> Gradually, but turbulently varying pervasion, urges for gore for more. Are these guys from the States? I don't think so. They're just making up up words and sayings. Yeah, that was pretty bad, dude. All right. That was really... (laughs) I I hope I got it very, like, um... I well, don't know. How would I say <laughs> visual? Like, I hope you could visualize. The song that was while called was "Mutilated Genitalia in Lack of Resurrection Under <laughs> Effective Punch." What does that even mean? I don't know if these guys speak English, but they're on the right track, I guess. In terms, they're of like gore we gore. learned English from Gorgasm. <laughs> they. All right, thanks again for listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass, episode number sixty-seven. Tim, you're a fucking weirdo. Yeah, dude. What the. F- and uh, we'll see you guys again next Just week. Just playing. Taking you out with uh, the first Anthrax Studio 
video. So get a taste of the new record. We'll see you guys again later. Peace. Peace. We're, this is a process. Anthrax, the writing, the recording is a process. It's got to be right. I take pride in that. At this point in our career, I think we know what we want. Charlie, Scott, and I get together and write this music that's really heavy. But in mind, keep in mind who we have singing. Joey Belladonna, who has this great voice that's going to be the cherry on top. It's got to be 100%. We all have to nod and agree on it. And uh, this, is, this is it. I think this record is a step up from uh, worship music. I just think it's, uh, the songs are a bit better. Maybe they're just structured differently. Actually, with worship music, it was just, we had no expectations, really. We're just making a record. And this one, just wanted to go to the next level. We just write, you know, push ourselves a bit more. It definitely sounds like us. It doesn't sound like anything that we've done. It's totally fresh and original and, uh, it rocks. It, it rocks pretty hard. There's no way that we can avoid the pressure from coming off a record like that. There is pressure there, but you either go one of two ways. You either let that pressure get to you, or you just, you know, uh, just erase it all and just go in fresh. But the amount of material that came out of, uh, of us with, with this new record just proved that we, we, you know, we were on a high. But I think heavy metal fans are true fans. When they hear this, they're gonna be like, yes, you know, this is fucking awesome. So, and really we are catering to ourselves and catering to them, because that's our audience right there. So if they like it, then I'm happy. This record, it was the plan from the start. Once we realized we had so many songs to try and tackle that in one shot, just from a time factor, it wouldn't even have worked in our lives. Like, the idea if I had 18 songs to record guitars on, that means I'd have to be in the studio like every day for a month, probably. Right hand, right hand. That's why we decided to do it in batches, mainly from a time perspective. And also energy, to keep your energy up, like the idea of having 18 songs, that's, that's kind of a looking up a big mountain to climb, you know, when you've got like something like that in front of you. Whereas if you're doing it eight or nine songs in a batch, it's, it's way easier to handle that, I think, just from an energy perspective. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, just still having the same energy you did at the beginning of the day. Whereas if we were in here knowing that, oh my God, we got three more weeks of drums, like, you know, that would be, by the time we got into week two, everyone would be burnt you know, and then the performances are going to suffer. So that was another reason why we decided to tackle it in different batches. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.